You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, uh, because it's kind of a weird week in theatrical releases, yeah. and uh, next week we at least get, uh, what the hell is that uh, called? Lost City Lost, or whatever. Lost World? Lost. No, that's Jurassic stuff. Lost City. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sa- Sandra Bullock. Sa- yeah. Sandra Bullock, uh, hijinks, rom-com, right. you know, whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> which, I'll tell you, from the trailers, actually looks like it could be kind of funny. I I, I you know, so. as time goes fun. on, I'm sort of getting sick of Sandra Bullock, you know? See, I don't know how you could feel that way. She hasn't done anything since that last film we saw. What was it? Unforgivable? Like, and even that was almost like a direct-to-video yeah, thing. Like, I feel I, like I since, since, since the big football film, which name I'm blanking on, The Hard Way, the something. Well, and the, she did the, uh, she did the movie with, um... Oh, she did one with Melissa McCarthy too. Yeah, yeah. She did the heist or yeah, something. The, some, okay, that's the true. Cop I guess. Movie or yeah, whatever. I guess she's done a couple things here or there. But I just thought, as a strange thing, when I saw she's not around. A after lot. you texted me about the film, I, it almost like immediately showed me a trailer on TV. Right. And I watched. And I went, "That could be good." Yeah. That, that looks like that might be fun. And then I actually had that thought of like, "Man, Sandra's not really doing much." Yeah. Not that she looks out of place or awkward, but I just thought. I mean, I know she has a family. You know, and I know maybe she's dedicating a lot of time to just being a mom. Sure. But I don't feel like she's been around enough to aggravate the way you're carrying well, your aggravation. But well, I'm not no. the one who carries she's, your aggravation. Uh, she's, so. she's definitely not. But, you know, at one point, I kind of liked her even sure. when I didn't like the movie she was in. Like around the net. You know, but, she was, <clears throat> but she was like, okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, definitely. I, I thought she was, you know, fine and stuff, even if I didn't love it. Right. <clears throat> and, you know, I don't know what, what it is. Something but now it's like was every it next thing I see her in, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Um, for I me, mean, it, it might have been. Yeah. For me, it, it was gravity. It, it, I mean, I don't know. Because I, I remember we both were sort of tepid on it, but I just thought... This is just a gimmicky, weird thing right. that is all a visual effect and not really there. But I don't think she was bad in it. But man, it just tattooed something on her. It, it like, yeah. it's like when you're outside and there's like, well, I mean, I don't know if people actually have this problem, but if <laughs> if the smell of a skunk is outside, like my picnic's ruined. Like it doesn't matter if the skunk came near or not. Like it's just close enough right. to tattoo the experience. And for me, I lost a bit on gravity. Yeah. So I do get it, but I'm like, man, I just haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. But yeah, she's. But the uh, you know the trailers for this one are. Well, it's fun. It fun could enough. it could be right, right? Right, right? The trailers are also kind of like this could go really wrong. <laughs> and the only thing they're showing me in the trailer is, is like, this is the best thing that happens in the movie. Right. And we're going to show it in right. the trailer, but it does seem like, uh, it, it might be, you know, it's not going to be the next greatest movie ever. It's like a fairly goofy rom-com pretty disposable uh, thing, yeah. but it looks like it could be, you know, worth your time anyway. Yeah. So, um, and then once we get that, then we actually get some stuff. 
Right. Uh, then there are some pretty big things happening, and and it's more of uh, we're going to actually have some things that might be able to do some box office. Um, but you good. know, this week was uh, pretty tame, and uh, even some of the things that that did come out, you know, did not come out everywhere at all. Right. Um, because there's uh, what's that one the the outfit I think yeah. with uh, Rylance. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, and that's not really like a limited release, but it is uh, a lot of places don't necessarily want to pick it up, right, right? Pick it up, so yeah, because it's you know, look, it's <laughs> only so many people are still going to the movies, yeah, <clears throat> and you know that's not if you got like another screen that you can, you know, still yeah. have Batman <clears throat> on or something. Right. I mean that's. That's the only yeah. chance you have because uh, these, you know, as much as people are desperate for everyone to open theaters, yeah, <clears throat> the people who are clamoring for all the theaters Excuse to be me. open twenty four seven now, yeah. and what yeah. you know, whatever it is, uh, they do not fill up enough seats in the theaters, so they <laughs> right. are, you know, there's still I mean, a problem us. with other movies. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so this week uh, we're doing Deep Water, which is uh, released on Hulu. And uh, it's one that, you know, it got pushed back a couple times. It had some kind of production problems. It's yeah. like, <clears throat> like by, by the time I was like, oh, this is coming out, you know, you almost right. are like, didn't that come out two years ago yeah. or whatever? It's <laughs> like you've heard about this movie for so long and everything going on with it. But it's Ben Affleck. And uh, I feel like even, you know, before we get to this movie... Oh, actually, I did want to talk about CODA because oh. uh, the Oscars are coming up. And, uh, I, you know, I just did want to throw this out. This is the weirdest thing on the critical side of movies for like a while because now everyone's all over CODA, mm -hmm. right? And everyone everyone's like, yay, CODA, all of a sudden. right? And people are like trying to push for it and now... Uh, you know, it won the Critics' Choice Supporting Actor, so it's actually got, like, an award. It's nominated for everything. It was nominated for Best Picture for right. the Critics' Choice. It's obviously nominated uh, for the Oscars. This is obviously, at this point, a race where, you know, like we keep saying, you know, 18% is going to win Best yeah, Picture. Right. <clears throat> and so now some people are talking like it's neck and neck with Power of the Dog and CODA, right? right. Because uh, there are so many other nominees that just are not going to get yeah. more than 18%. They're right. probably going to get some votes. Yep. But now, for whatever reason, the thinking is, and, you know, who knows, what the hell is with the thinking um, that, you know, the story out there is yeah. that it's it's now neck and neck for the Oscars, which right. I don't know that I believe that's true in the first place. Right. Either, but, but but if they say it enough, maybe it's. But that, come true. but now that people have said that and right. people are talking about that now, all of a sudden, everyone's shown up to like bag on Coda. Right. <laughs> and now right. there's a bunch of people going, look, Coda's not that great. And then it's like, if you say it's not good, then now all these people are saying, oh, you don't like it because right. it's right. about deaf people and you yeah, know, you're yada, yada, or something. And then, so it's like, now there's a backlash to the fact that it might win. There's a backlash to that backlash. Then there's like a further backlash again to that where people <laughs> are like, look, right. I can like appreciate a movie 
and and like what it's trying to do and kind of what it's about and the story and still think that the story is kind of old and didn't necessarily need to be told and you know the actors aren't awesome right. even if some <laughs> of them are pretty good yeah and you know it's not the greatest dialogue necessarily and i can have all these problems with it yeah and i'm like but you liked west side story so yeah <laughs> so, so your, your you opinion know? means nothing <laughs> god i mean you're saying all these things that, like there's all these people now saying trying to explain yeah. why they want to not like Coda now yeah. and all these things that they say about the movie. And I'm like, but you say you like right. West side story right. and West side story is worse in all of those. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So, but that's the weird big thing. It's weird that that's like all people are talking about going into the Oscars right now, or well, at least it seems like it's, it's right? one of the two, the thing that I keep seeing popping up and, it, and I, you know, the funny thing is the algorithms of the internet are, is it popping up because people are just latching onto it or is it popping up because I clicked on one link right? and now and, it thinks I want to see that's 50 all you're ever links. going to get. But the, the girl from West side story who, didn't get invited. Didn't get invited to, to the, the Oscars, Oscars right. and she made a woe is me. I've tried hard to get tickets, you know, from scalpers, but I guess I'm gonna watch it from my couch like everybody. And I just thought, you know, I I think under normal circumstances you probably have a gripe, but this year the Oscars are lowering the attendance. They're keeping people like there's still a pandemic going on, whether you think right. that or not. And I just thought this is the kind of thing that either is going to rally people against you or really just get the pitchforks out. Right. And I can't tell which one because it seems like it's doing both because internet, right? So it, it <clears> is <throat> It is kind of a, a but I'm weird... I'm seeing that everywhere. It's kind of a weird thing. And, Man. you know, here's the thing. The Oscars are this year are, are obviously, and, you know, I am in no way a person who wants to defend the Oscars for anything. <laughs> yeah, right. For anything they no, might no. be doing wrong, right? Right. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it is a pandemic. It's theoretically they're trying to not have as many people right. live crammed up against each other. But also, I mean, it's just actually not that unusual, right? <laughs> right. I That's mean the thing. not everyone goes. You know, it's uh you can only have so big a place even if it wasn't a pandemic and you know you got like uh every year there's more things nominated for more stuff i mean it's like best picture i just saw this thing the other day that uh somebody i can't remember who who it is uh like broke the record for being in movies that were nominated for best picture beating out olivia de havilland and I'm like, okay, listen, there's like 10 movies a year now. You know right. how long that record's going to last? Right. I mean, it's like, <laughs> right. You're talking about someone who had the record when you only got five right. or less. Or less. And right. it's like, yeah. And they still were. And now it's like, you know, it's like, it's like baseball now. Right. Well, you have 200 more games a season right. or and whatever the yeah. hell it is. We're going to go up to know, 400 whatever. games a season. It's so, like, yeah, most games played. Anyway, yeah, but it is weird that those are the things that yeah. people are talking about and not, you know, who got snubbed for best right. actress or right. who has the best chance of this now that they won 
you know, whatever other awards and yada, yada, yada. It's a little weird, maybe because I haven't been paying attention to the time, but also because time is really still a little weird anyway, that the Oscars are Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, we both look at the Oscars a little bit differently. Like, I don't, I don't put them on a pedestal too much, but I still have fun watching it out of habit. Well, yeah. But, I mean, I can't remember, do you, are you going to, kind of tune in or are you just going to look at the list later watch yeah. the last half hour so you like, usually there's like five different kind of oscars viewers which right, are right. i don't watch it at all i read about it the next day i only watch the first 20 minutes to see the best supporting actor to figure out how the night's going to go or those that tune in to see what is the last two flubs right you know so what I mean? um and you know that is i guess like an interesting question for a movie critic yeah obviously because you would just think that everyone who's a movie critic is glued to it, it is, for purpose, right? But um, you know, so the thing is, like, because <laughs> I think I remember how, you especially do it. for like the last, you know, who knows, ten years right. at least, or whatever it might be, somewhere around there. Like, I don't watch live TV, right? Ever, right? Like, for any reason, no matter yeah. what, no matter what it might be. <laughs> Like I, the only thing that I ever watch live is, you know, like the world series. Yeah. Right. Something that is, or, you know, I've had the news on recently, Yeah, uh, you know, stuff like There's that some stuff to see there, but, but, uh, but I don't, I don't watch anything live. Um, and so the way it works really is that, you know, I record it right. and I kind of like, I like follow along on Twitter and I right. kind of know what's mm-hmm. happening. And then I like find out if there's something that I had to watch that wasn't just an award or whatever, whatever it is that's happening or you want to see stuff like that. And then like, I'll watch that, but I don't watch it live because I just, I mean, who, I don't need to see it. No, there's no reason for any reason. And, uh, you know, I I mean, I, I, I got stuff to do. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty much where I've become. But I but I just I I literally at this point I can't stand to watch live TV anyway. Right? Like, no matter what right. it is, even if it's like a show, I'm waiting for it to come out or you know something. Right. And I mean, there's just so many things because I do to TV. You know, also yeah. like <clears throat> I've mostly seen it all like three weeks ago. Right. Anyway. Right. And it's like you know the the funny thing was like uh, Ted Lasso, which. Uh, you know, doesn't count because it's on Apple and then you're not watching it live. It's just streaming on Apple. So you're still not, but, uh, but it was funny when you got to like episode nine and 10 or whatever it was like this season, Yeah, because those are the only ones I didn't see. And, like oh, never in, saw in, early yeah, right so right real time so yeah. then it was like episode nine, ah. <laughs> that's so. funny well, i had a neighbor he was asking you know you, you're gonna watch the oscars and i went i might rewatch it and he went what oh you mean what and i'm like well i've seen it before and he's like wait what and just i'm having fun messing <laughs> with him because he wasn't ready for the conversation and then I said, no, 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 uh, Mark and I, we got a screener of it, you know? Yeah. And he just, and he paused. He had to think about like what I was saying. And he was like, man, just cut it out. And I went, I'll watch it. But I often, because they figured out this, which is to not hold all the big things till the end. Like the smartest thing the Oscars ever did was give away a good award early. Right. First, first out of the gate, sit down. Here we go. Boom. Best supporting actor or actress. I'll watch that. I'll endure you know, the next few minutes and then it's on. So it is being watched live. If I were filling out the Nielsen book, 
I'm watching the Oscars. Right, right. But I'm doing laundry or dishes. And it. when right, right. when I hear something come up, I'll pause what I'm doing, walk over to the TV, sit down for 80 seconds, mm. check it out, get up. And then at the end of the night, it's got my attention for the last 20 minutes, which is director, film, right, you know, right. and every, everything in that regard. So that's that's yeah. how it goes here. But yeah, no. All right. Uh, anyway, so uh, let's oh, yeah. get off of our movie babbling. Okay, go. so Deepwater. And, um, you know, this one is uh, it's kind of interesting, right? There's more interesting about <laughs> this movie that isn't the movie, at least in terms of talking about it, sort huh. of, than in the movie. <laughs> because uh oh in the He's so his hand so for those who have not been hearing about this movie for years right, right. it's uh it's based on a patricia highsmith mm-hmm. uh book and it's directed by uh adrian right adrian, adrian lynn. lynn yeah who hasn't done anything for 20 years for, forever yeah <laughs> and unfaithful was his last one and uh is kind of a a, a really crazy person at, in in directing, like in the world of directors, yeah. right? Yeah. Because he only does one thing. Yeah. And, and that is people sleeping with people they shouldn't. Yep. Taught, <laughs> taught sexual and thrillers. Except yep. Jacob's Ladder. Which, right. Which, which is like the weird exception it was that proves the rule, yep. right? Um, and... You know, he even at his best or most or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. He still doesn't do a lot of things. Right. There was one point where he did uh, nine and a half weeks and Fatal Attraction were pretty back to back. They, they were, were like yep. within like a year and it a was half a, or yeah. whatever. Yep. And uh, and like that's it, right? And right. everything else is like at least a couple of years in yeah. between. Uh, you know, whatever whatever the case may be. And then, like I said, Jacob's Ladder gets, like, thrown in there right. and, like, weird, you know, you know, whatever. And uh, and then even, like, he did Lolita, and then there was, like, a pretty big break before he did Unfaithful. Right. Uh, it was at least a few years. It was a few years. Whatever. And then, boom, he hasn't done anything uh, until this. So, right. And um, no joke, it's been like 20 years. Like, it, right, you right. It's not like hyperbole. No, no. It's, <laughs> uh, it's uh, 20 years since yeah. Unfaithful. Right. And he's also kind of weird because he did Flashdance. And, and actually, the, yeah, the first right. thing, which no one remembers, is Foxes. That was his first, that was his first feature f- length right. uh, thing that he did. Which had uh, first of all, it had uh, Scott Bayo yep. and and who is it, Randy McQuaid or yep. whatever. Yep. So that's just like a weird moment right. in film history, yeah. right there too. <laughs> but it had uh, who did it star? Um, I can look real quick. Yeah, it's gonna drive me crazy. Yeah, um, super sec. huge yeah. uh, woman that uh, um, I'm blanking on for some I know, reason. I can see her. Anyway, but Jody it was... Foster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jodie Foster. I'm looking. I mean, um, I was looking right at her. But it was like a goofy, uh, these four girls... Yeah. Go, it, it was it's like a... big coming of age thing. Yeah, it was like a... It was a weird... And it was... It, it was packed with like music. It was all yep. about the music. And not only that, but like you had to look at a lot of the music in that movie. <laughs> right, if I recall, it was, it was like you would, you would watch the, you were watching the people play the music because yeah. that's where the girls were, you know, whatever. Right. And then you get, and then after that you get flash dance. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like he's trying to be some like weird 
you know, spinoff of Michael Hughes or, uh, yeah. you know, I, I mean, something yeah. know, like some eighties, right. you know, whatever. And it's like, nothing's all that serious. Yeah. And then boom, nine and a half weeks. And he's like, okay, I've found my calling mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's all like sexual tension and everything. And then it's, you know, fatal attraction, indecent proposal, Lolita, mm-hmm. unfaithful, and like that's it. Like that's all he's going to make movies about. Right. Right. And the weird thing for that uh, about that for me is uh you know, first of all, I never liked fatal attraction. Uh so I out myself there. I always thought that was a pretty stupid movie. I mean, it had like <laughs> It had like some moments, right? But the general gist of the movie, I mean, I was like, you know, I'm not scared of wet hair. I mean, right. it was like right. whatever with this movie. Nine yeah. and a half weeks was, I thought, a pretty interesting movie. And it was, uh, you know, I didn't think it was as great as everyone else, but it was like this weird moment of putting a bunch of sex in a movie right. where we had not gone there yet. Right. And, and then the weird thing for me, because all his movies are fairly popular until you get like Lolita and Unfaithful, and then no one really cared. And right. Lolita, and it was weird. It's like the exposure of this guy as things go on when you get Fatal Attraction and Indecent Proposal. And Indecent Proposal made a bunch of money. Yeah. But I don't really remember anyone saying they liked it or anything, like that it was like fantastic. Everyone saw it. It was almost like, you know, Avatar, except people do say they like Avatar, <laughs> say I like, guess. No, but, but it, yeah, but, uh, but you know, it made a kabillion dollars and right. it's like, eh, I right. Mean, whatever. Anyway, which is the same thing as indecent proposal, but it's a, it's a weird thing at the end with this guy that this is all he does. Yeah. And the longer he does it, the worse he is at it. Like, Ooh, I mean, he Ouch. he made Lolita another tip. He, he made Lolita boring, which that's true. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, like, that's that's <laughs> a mean, it's a gift. If you get that, and some studio wants to greenlight it, you're walking a thin line. Of everybody's going to be out there with the protest signs yeah, and yelling yeah. at you. But I mean, you got the story. Just do but, it. But you're gonna right, right. Uh, all right. But so, and then the other angle of this movie <laughs> is that it's a Patricia Highsmith novel, right. which I was just. Uh, you know, kind of saw a thing on Twitter um, from another movie critic who was asking, you know, who was like, how come Patricia Highsmith novels just like don't translate to something audiences want to watch anymore or whatever, which really is pretty true. Um, You've got like the talented Mr. Ripley, right? Which I never liked that either. I didn't either. Um, but everyone, lo- I mean, people, people loved saw it, it at, and they at, enjoyed at that, it. But at that yeah, point, people right. liked it and everything. And then after that, you've got the, the weird thing is, uh, so the most recent thing is uh, a kind of murder that had Patrick Wilson. It's not too long ago. Oh yeah. And it really was kind of boring. Right. Yeah, I and all and I, that film. I'm not sure that <laughs> these are, memorable I'm that not was. sure that these are like, uh, that this is a, Patricia Highsmith problem, right? Because you've also got uh, not too long ago, although kind of a while ago, Two Faces of January, which I think is actually really underrated movie. Yeah, it was good. It's I got uh, Oscar Isaac, Kirsten Dunst, oh, I didn't see Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, uh, it's like about a spy yeah. thing. And oh, cool! And I thought it was, it was really good. pretty good. <laughs> oh. 
And uh, I can't remember right now either, but it was directed by somebody who was, you know what? It was directed by the guy who directed Drive. And oh. uh, and, it, and it was pretty good, but yeah, okay. no one wanted to pay attention to it no, at all. That makes sense. And uh, you got Carol was a Patricia Highsmith, right. and that was awesome. And that was great. Right? So yeah. I don't know. Um, it's very hit or miss so, then. It, it really is, though. Some of them <laughs> are just not going to happen, and right. if you get the right person involved with it. Anyway, but this is also a Patricia Highsmith. Um, and this one, for me... Uh, and you know, I'll finally get out my rating, right? Um, this one for me is one where when I was watching this, right, yeah. I almost felt exactly the same as when we sometimes see comic book movies, <laughs> oh. right? Okay, and that's a weird <laughs> I thought you were gonna say right? when we see like a Resident Evil film, and I'm no, like, oh, wh- man, when we I see overshot. when we see a comic book movie. And, you know, part of our response to it is this is a person directing this movie who doesn't like comic books. Yeah, right. Doesn't understand them. <laughs> Got a big paycheck or whatever and was like, yeah. I mean, I'll do this I'll, or whatever yeah, right. and I'll make it look like this and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like this movie felt to me like somebody directing a movie where, and I mean, apparently it's not because we know this director, even though it's 20 years since we've. Yeah, seen him do something, but we know this is right up his alley, right? right. This is like people having sex send, with send people the they shouldn't be yeah. having we'll sex see what he's with, doing. right? Yeah, but this seemed like somebody who read this book, yeah, hated it, <laughs> yeah, didn't want anything to do with it in any way, yeah. and somebody called him up and said, "You want to direct this? Here's your check," and he's like, "I mean, whatever. I'm not doing anything right now," right. and clearly he's not, right? right? And right. he's like. I'll take your money and sure. make this because uh, like every scene, I mean, like I c- could stand this movie. Um, oh man. Here I, we go. So I <laughs> gave this movie three and a half. Oh, I was pretty close. And I thought I was pretty lucky to get it <laughs> <laughs> because uh, there, there were, there were some things that I liked about it. Right. Yeah. And I almost gave this movie uh, like a star, maybe right, based on what the novel must be, which I have not read. I haven't read it. Uh, yeah. I I don't know what the story, but I'm like, but by the time you get to the end of this, I'm like, you know, I'll be damned if there's not a good movie to be had with that, that story, story, right? This is not it. This is a movie hmm. that hates its own story, right. <laughs> <laughs> and hates right. the fact that you're here. <laughs> Doesn't particularly like women or people, yeah, right. <laughs> in general, and was forced into being created anyway, right? right. Like it, there was so much of it that was just like unwatchable, right? There were <laughs> there were so many scenes, whatever. Anyway, uh, so before we get, I get on like a roll. I, I give it a three and a half, and I thought. Um, I really have, feel like I have to blame a lot of it on the directing, maybe a little bit on the dialogue and the attempt at updating, but, uh, Who wrote this Let and maybe to Armas, uh, she wasn't working for me in this yeah. movie either. But anyway, that's, that's mine. I, I, gave it three look, and a half. I wanted to look real quick to see if 
how much you could put on Adrian Lin. I mean, he is the director, and he seems to be the kind of director that is so stylized in what he's doing that he doesn't take studio notes and just kind of is like, okay, well, right. I'm here, and this is my job, so get out of my way, and you cut it any way you want, but I'm filming this, like right. that kind of thing. But he didn't have a hand in writing it, which was no, what yeah. I was curious about. I was in a good mood when I watched it, and I'm in a good mood to review it. I was in a good mood when I wrote down my score. I gave it a two, and that's so <laughs> charitable for what it is. <clears throat> it is... Man, at first when I said my reaction, I was like, oh my God, he's no, going to give it like a seven no, or something. Just, I, I just, it was funny to me the way you were coming at it, because I <clears> thought, <throat> this is a lot of similar... When I was driving over here, I just thought, how how weird this is going to be if my buddy really liked this movie. <laughs> Cause like I will lose respect for you if if this is a film. This is there are Nine. some there are some that we can come in on and be like ah you saw something I didn't or you had a blast that night and I dealt with a flooded basement or you know something. I watched it. I was I was curious about it and I was ready for it. But everything you said is certainly true. It it films in a way that feels like they were going to lose the rights and they had to get something out quick. Right. I, I haven't read the book. I'm a little familiar with the book, enough so that I know that among Patricia Patricia's fan base, excuse me, that the book is pretty much well-loved. Like, yeah, people yeah. really dig the book. Right. I'm not knocking anybody's interests or lifestyles. If, if what you like is this kind of story or this kind of thing in your thoughts or your life, then that's great for you. But this cuckold fantasy that Adrian Lynn put on screen just fails everywhere like i think there's a good story to be told here whether you have the mystery in it or not whether you have the crime in it or not there's something there about a couple who stays together when one of them is they're both not happy with each other but they find a way to keep the bounds of marriage there and you would think because they do have a kid which happens to be the most neglected kid right. in recent film right. history like this kid pops up only when they need a prop Right. So, and, and all these people do. I, I feel like another weird part of this movie is the fantasy of what these people do who have a kid. Right. Like they, right. like every other week they go to like a multi day dinner party. Right. And it's all thing right. with like 50 people there. It, it's just, it's hard for me. And, you know, we can circle back around on it because I don't want to browbeat it too much in the beginning. Uh, we got a little bit of time to kill. But, if you have characters that aren't interesting and aren't engaging and aren't sympathetic or aren't compelling, you don't have anything. I don't understand because there was no attempt to facilitate an understanding from the audience's point of view, not how they got to this. I can fill that in. I don't need that done. But there's no reconciliation or acceptance between either of them. And what that means is... Affleck's character comes off as an absolute, like, emotionless doormat, which is fine. Except and, when he's not. Except when he doesn't want to be anymore. <laughs> right. And when he has these moments of, you know, you're wondering if he's capable of doing these things that are, I don't know why I'm dancing on this. I hated this movie. I don't care about spoiling it. He's accused of murdering her lovers. Right. And when he's charming and on it's when he's trying to play a villain instead of just trying to be this husband who doesn't know how to keep his family together 
and will acquiesce to whatever it is his wife needs. And what she needs is excitement, romance, passion, and he can't give it to her. There's a story there that I love. But the way she's filmed is so weirdly, and I don't mean like, I don't mean like Tina Fey's Mean Girls, but she's just so cruel, out of the blue, right? Editedly poor, edited poorly to be this dominating bitch who doesn't at all seem lovable and seems like she's throwing a mature tantrum all the time, right? I don't know where I'm supposed to have any concern or sympathy for wanting them to stay together. I don't have any idea that they're going to successfully be together. So there's no conflict there. The movie's an absolute carnage scene because it doesn't care enough to do anything except film it and pretentiously think that I'm going to be interested in it because there's some sex and a little bit of violence. Right. And because it's nowhere near enough. And and because it's like this whole, um, scenes of people being uncomfortable in different situations. Yeah. You know, like when it's, there's more than one party yeah. where Ben Affleck has to be around a bunch of people who are uncomfortable for him. Right. And that's like, you know, the new wet hair. Like yeah, that right. is, that's <laughs> that it. Everyone's scared of that. No one wanted. <laughs> right. And it's like, it's like the antithesis, oddly enough of Shiva baby. Which, oh yeah. Which is the same Thing, Interesting. It's that you're in uncomfortable situations right. and don't know what to do, and there's all these other people around. And it's like this is like the exact opposite of knowing how to do that or why it mm-hmm. would be interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think too, uh, and you know, talking about like spoiling the movie, the end of the movie, yeah, like sort of, it, it's almost like you know, the sixth sense, but bad. Right. right. It's like the end of the movie like rewrites everything that you watched this whole time. Yep. Except in a really stupid way. Stupid. <laughs> right? Stupid way. Yeah. Ex- except, yeah. Having said that, I bet it works in the book. So do because I. in the book you would have watched, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. A completely different set of things because I think yeah. everything in this movie and so part of it, you know, is the writing I, sure. I suppose too, be. right? But because whatever it is that we we're updating this now, or you know yeah. whatever, but all of the stuff that happens through this movie is like just utterly dedicated to being fake and nobody caring mm-hmm. if uh, you know you start watching this and I'm like imagining, you know, like I wonder what really happens in the book, right? Because in the book, written. Ages ago. Yeah, it's like 1953 or 57. In a, in a totally different world. In a completely different time. For a totally different audience, yep. right? What she does at a party... Oh, yeah, right. ...is going to be completely different. Yeah. How other people react and how he reacts... Right. ...is going to be totally different. I mean, this is really like one tiny step uh, below... If you're at a party and she's just like in the kitchen, literally having sex with somebody and, and her husband's like, I mean, whatever. And then the next day he, he goes out (laughs) to like lunch or the bar with his friends or whatever. Yeah. And his friends are like, man, that ain't right. Right. And you're like, (laughs) you got to get control of her. 
that scene is not from this movie where we watched what happened or whatever. Like that scene is from the book. Right. Where he goes in the 50s out with his friends who go... Man, man, what's going on? Man, yeah, yeah. what's up with She's, that? Yeah. But in this movie, they're like, what's up? Right. And you're like, we all saw what's up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need yeah. to have Yeah. We don't need to have this conversation like that. That scene just doesn't make any sense and he doesn't, following what happens. He doesn't in a contemporary world cuz you're right, 50 years ago was a new planet. Like this is totally different. He never even once or at least that I caught, I might have zoned out. He never really once just looks at his friends and says to them, like, we have an open marriage. Right, right. Like, this is the deal. Right. And in today's world, of course you do. Everybody right. does, right? And like, they but, obviously do. And they <laughs> <laughs> Like, nobody, there's nothing in this movie yeah. where the reactions of people, that they have to have that reaction because yeah. in some parts of the movie, we're trying to actually stay close to the book. Right. We're not even we're not trying to even have the reactions that people should have mm-hmm. to that or would have now. And you know, his reactions are like nonsensical when it happens. Right. Other people standing around at the party's reactions are yeah. nonsensical. Right. Like right. no one would do that. It's all like so weirdly fake for some theory of now we're all uncomfortable or whatever, right. except the uncomfortableness that you're making is that wouldn't happen. Like right. none of those people would do that. He wouldn't do that. Yeah. And it's all <laughs> like so bonkers. And I mean, you know, like you said, they very clearly have an open relationship. Right. Everyone knows. Yeah. And yet he reacts as though, um, you know, he's reacting like in the book where some guy at a party right. did something potentially innocuous right. that he's upset about, right. but is like some very minor flirting yeah. at a party or something, yep. and he's uncomfortable, right. and that's how he's reacting, despite the fact that we watched what happened. So it's all... I meant to, I meant to say that in the beginning. You reminded me of it, because you, I mean, you hit it too. I mean, I think we both... Not just because you rated it similarly. I think we both feel the same like swirling things about it. He's portraying the character in the book and she's portraying the character in the movie. Right. And they're not in the same relationship at all. There's an interesting sort of comparison of stuff that never gets brought up when they're dealing with other couples. And I guess you could argue he's... Affleck's character's antagonist, you know, this other guy, this professor is asking what he does. And he's like, well, I, you know, his wife says he designed a microchip used in drones. And he's like, oh, to kill people. And he's basically hugging trees when he says this, like you get every political thing about him. And they have a small back and forth about, well, you know, they could use it to find things too. And he goes, yeah, but they don't. Right. There's an, there's an easy comparison there. If that scene had worked better or went a little longer about designing something and entering into it, and it's just not being the same thing that you want, whether that's designing microchips or marrying somebody. Right. You know, and that doesn't go anywhere. I got to tell you, if you really want to see deep water, if you really want to see Ben Affleck and you want to see Anna Diarmas naked, okay, this is the film you're going to see. But if you really want to see what this movie's trying to do, God, I, if I had a YouTube clip, which might take exactly six minutes from Boogie Nights, 
when William H. Macy is walking through the house looking for his wife and Nina Hartley is in the kitchen having group sex with everyone and he just has this look of cuckolded exasperation because he's like, God, I keep asking you not to have sex with my friends at my parties. And she's like, I'll be out in a minute. That's what this film aspires to do as far as its emotional weight. But it can't come close to that at all. Not even close because it doesn't know Adrian Lynn doesn't know how to convey anything that complicated that clearly with any gravity to it. Right. And then none of it is actually part of the movie that you're watching, which so it's all it's all very fake. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's all fake on top of fake. Right. And then you get to the end and you realize it's like another level of fake so that (laughs) it is. You know, threefold not how these people would, would exist. Ever exist. You get to the end, like I said, you get to yeah. the end, and everything that happened before is different. Right. But then this is like if you start if you've never watched The Sixth Sense twice, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you don't know that it still works totally. Yep. Everything about the movie still works, even if you know what happened. Right. right? In this movie, if you start watching it again. It's like, wait, why are they acting like that to right. each other? Right. Right. Like the parts where they're alone, uh-huh. you're like, well, but wait, no, right. It's like, there's no way. <laughs> it's like starting to watch Lost again. Right. <laughs> and you go, wait, it turned out that didn't mean anything. Right. And you would never you know, do whatever, this because right? I know who you are and what right. your motivations are. All yeah. of the things going on are like, mm-hmm. but wait, now you're, it's all, I want you to feel this way right now. Yeah. Even though that doesn't actually have anything to do with these characters or why they're doing anything. And I'll reveal that later. And then, you know, you won't care anyway. Right. But my guess, right, is that in the book. Yeah. They were in actually realistic situations. Right. Having actually some kind of realistic non- you know, psychotic, I want everything to be nine and a half weeks level of, right. you know, madness, you know, things happen. He reacts in certain ways and, you know, she, and when they're together, you know, they have different conversations right. about whatever, right. right? And then you get to the end and you could like read the book again. Right. <laughs> and it, And it would still all, you know, make sense. In yeah. this one... Totally doesn't. Uh, I got to the end, and and all I could think is, I bet that really is a really good book. Yeah. But that ending has nothing to do with this movie you oh, made me God. watch, right? Yeah. Like it, that's a preposterous ending. It doesn't. It doesn't <clears throat> come together with what's happened. Yeah. I think it's a great ending. Yeah. Right. It's just not to the this way film. that it's put. Right. <laughs> like, right. The way it's like, put. It just. I. I don't buy. And. But th- there's another thing here too. Okay. So. Actually, I have to look while I'm jabbering, but I can't remember how long it is. It's it's almost two hours. It's yeah. an hour and fifty five minutes. You know, there's something, there's something about forty five or fifty minutes in where it started being a bit easier to watch for me, and that's right around the time where his friends are like, "Man, you got to get a hold of her," and he finally is trying to act sort of sinister and clever with one of her suitors. You know, it's around that time that the film, because he doesn't have to now just look mopey all the time. He can actually act 
and be a person instead of just this receptacle. Right. Like really, I mean, not to sound too crude, but he's just a urinal. Right. Like she just pisses all over him for everything he does and says and wants. And he's just like taking it. And I don't know why that character does these things, but about 50 minutes in, there's a bit of a pep to it. And that lasts for about 20, 25 minutes, maybe. And that was the best part of the film for me that I had fun with up to up to the pool party where she basically just accuses him of murder in front of everyone. And then I'm like, right. well, here we go again. Now we're off the rails. Right. But the big problem, man, is I'm 50 minutes in, Mark. I don't care I know, anymore. Exactly. It could have become the best film I've ever seen for 25 minutes. And it just wouldn't have done anything to me because I'm watching it because we have to do it for the show. I'm 50 minutes in and I'm like, I'm a completionist. So I'll watch the rest of <laughs> right. this. I wasn't quite playing like Wordle at the time. Like I was watching the movie, but I wasn't even finding much enjoyment with anything except I wondered like you, man, is the book, is the book just this great? And, the translation is just all off. Are the snails really a big thing in the book? Because they make it a big thing in the film, if only to accidentally find a piece of evidence that sets up the end, which recatalysts the whole beginning. Right. Like you've been saying, like part of the fun for me was watching how badly it kept undercutting itself and undermining itself while pretentiously presenting itself as something genius. Like right. it really seemed to think to me, that the subject matter and the tone, the tonality was like on par with like a nine and a half weeks. Right. And I kept watching it thinking, why is she so manic about her interactions with him? And then the only thing I could think of is, you know, she shows some, some small substance abuse issues, but, but really it came across like, he cheated on her first and they decided to stay together and now he's repentant and she's just like wanton about like, I'm going to screw everything. Right. But they didn't even come up with that. Like basically, I don't see how these characters at any point when they initially met each other, like he sparked anything in her except she was attracted to the newness of him. And then when they got married and had a kid, like postpartum doesn't last that long. Like, what's going on? Like, why would that agreement ever come around? Yeah. And I don't believe any of it. And, and, and so, and the problem is, is that what the movie thinks is that when it, you get the end, yeah, then like, it's just all magically okay. Right. Which I bet in the book is true. Right. It, in the, in the book, like I can see the story where that does make sense. And I imagine the book must be good. Sure. Right. And, <laughs> and yeah. must be at least as good as good what enough. I, what I can make up right. in my head. Right. <laughs> right. And, and in the, in the book that would work if this, if everything we watched before were slightly different yeah, and we changed exactly how these things happen with them. Right. And especially the people around them. Yeah. Then you get to the end, and it does. It makes everything okay. Yeah, all the stuff you were you were reading in the book, where you're going, I mean, does this really make does any sense, <laughs> right? And then it, you go, oh, well, yeah, it does. Right. But it, but what has happened is we've taken that as some sort of license to be able to do anything we anything want in, in all of the rest of it. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's like, look, uh, this guy's jealous that his wife flirts with other men at a party. Yeah. Right? Okay. 
Well, the end makes everything okay. Right. So this guy is uh, sort of jealous and basically browbeaten in embarrassment by everyone at this party while yeah. his wife has sex with some other guy and they all watch. Right. Now, it's not quite that bad. Right. But, <laughs> right? right? It's, close. it's uh, yeah. But it's still, it's like, well, but you said the end makes everything okay. Right. So, right. so now that's okay. Except none of it makes any more, yeah, a, any sense anymore. It still doesn't make sense, even when you get the end. Yeah. Right? And uh, you know, before we uh, run out of time, I just have I have to say, like Affleck was okay at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, we were just talking not too long ago about you know how we love him and he's yeah. underrated and everything. Yep. And he was not too bad uh, in the beginning. There was a part in the middle for like a half hour where I actually really kind of liked him. Me too. And then the closer we got to the end, yeah. the more it was like, I'm not even sure that's him. Right. right? Like right. <laughs> That could just be like his standard. Or right. Something. He didn't seem like he gave a crap about. Yeah, doing this either, and he was, you know, he was probably doing exactly what he was told to do. Right? See, he was, he was, you did that exactly right, right. even though it's like horrible and right. cartoonish, right? He was like goofy, yeah, but he was, you know, mostly passable or whatever. Yeah. Darmus was awful. I thought ah. in every moment of the movie, yeah, there were <laughs> probably like five or six scenes, right. Where if I could watch that scene and be able to pretend that it had nothing to do with this movie, I would go, okay. yeah, all right, that was pretty good. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. But everything else Interconnected. I, I thought yeah. was awful. Yeah. She didn't she didn't talk like and you know, she suffers from the fact that the movie's trying to be fake in so many ways. Right. That I don't know, maybe she just got caught up in fakery, right? Maybe. Uh, I didn't believe uh, most of the time they were driving in the car that they knew each other at all. Right. <laughs> right. Boy, that's an I, awful scene. I so. didn't believe God. there were a couple different ones where they're driving in the car. And every time yeah. I'm like, they filmed this all back to back. Right. And like the first thing they did and they seriously act like they don't know each other. That just here's the line I have to say to you. Right. Okay. Well, I said it to you, so <laughs> so I did my job. Right. And it was it was awful, but her especially, like I just didn't believe anything she was doing. She was at a party. I didn't believe she had ever been at a party before. Yeah. I didn't believe she had ever danced before. Right. I didn't believe she had ever eaten an apple before. Right. At one point in the movie, I was like, "Does someone brush her teeth every day for her?" Because I don't believe that she's brushing her teeth right now. Right. It was. Like, I'm like, "What is happening?" It was yeah. like everything was so stagey and fake and mm -hmm. whatever. And it, it was like everything she did kind of reminded me of you know you're watching a play, yeah, and somebody's like you know, reading a newspaper, but they're reading a newspaper for people in the back of the audience, right? Not right. reading a newspaper. Like right. you're not trying to act like you're reading a newspaper. Right. You're trying to set the scene say that you're reading, reading right. a newspaper yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. Like everything is so just stagey and over the top and everything. And then she like walks out of the bathroom brushing her teeth. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? It was, I'm watching the music man here and it's like, yeah. <laughs> it, it was so bad, but I, she was, and then you go like a couple minutes later, she's in the scene and I'm supposed to be believe that she's like, right. 
seductive or that right. he likes her or that anyone right. likes her or right. you know, it was it was so there isn't enough so weird there isn't enough coldness from their mutual group towards her even if for any other reason out of loyalty to the sympathy he deserves in being treated the way she treats him so openly right I, I I mean, we've seen her in Knives Out. She's great. We've seen her in, briefly, you know, the Bond film. She's great. You know, I, I think she just took the brunt of bad direction and did what she was asked to do, but it made no sense why she was asked to do what she was asked to do. Yeah. Because, like you said, the, the toothbrush scene, fine. She's an emotional... She's having a, an emotional fit. And in some ways, that's almost like when we talk about horror films and you ask a six-year-old to pretend you you know now you have, you're possessed by the devil Do you right, know what that right. means and they're like yeah and they don't have a clue what any they don't even right. know what possessed means it felt like she was asked to represent an emotion that she just she never never had, had and but she was and can't understand a person uh, having right. right and that's not a slight against her because i've seen her do some tricky acting like in knives out where it's again it's a murder mystery so some of it's sleight of hand, and she's got to show a, a side that may not be the real side. But still, the scenes like when she's at the first party, and she's clearly gotten dressed up for someone other than her husband. And when she sees them, you, you got to think you're in your mid-30s, early 30s at the earliest. And you would never run to somebody like that unless you were still a junior in high school. Right. Like, again, like when you say, like, I don't think you've been to a party, like, I dial in, I know what you mean, but I'm like, why would she do that and then have a scene that's so venomous and cruel to the person that she's really, like, supposed to be in love with, like, the next scene, and then be hyper-mature with everybody at, like, a barbecue like there's just so unevenness right. to what she's doing. Like the only thing I could think of is maybe in the book there's some hint of bipolarness going on there, but I right. don't think so. The right. books, I mean, yeah, I don't know I don't if they know. talked about it in the fifties. I just think she's getting bad notes, and yeah. they're like, okay, this it, scene you've got to be the loving mom, like because we want everybody to feel like off center with you. And she's like, yeah, yeah. I think she's a good enough actress to do it, but I don't think they covered her the way they should have. And it's not that I don't think that she had the material because she has more to do in the film than he does. She's got to cover a weird range of stuff and anchor us to the reason why we should believe this would be permissible at all. Right. I get why he's doing it. He'll do anything for you up to maybe killing people, you know? So I, I see the side. I, I thought she did an okay job. I just didn't like the job she did. Yeah, I think uh, I think on the one hand, right, there is uh, she's being asked to be this person yeah. who acts like this in this situation when there's no such person. Right. It's it, like right. it's, you know, she hasn't had that emotion or doesn't understand that emotion uh, because it's nonsensical, right. right? It's you're asked to do something stupid and you do a poor job of it. Right. I mean, I guess that's not bad. And then on the, on the flip side, like you were saying, you know, acting at the party, there's so much of this movie, uh, whether it, you know, all their bystanders, they have all their little crowd of friends that keep popping up. Right. They're at the next party. They're at their house, you know, all oh, these yeah. friends where none of, none of those people would act like that. Right. 
because no one would act like that, <laughs> right? right? It yeah. does. It's not even like these characters. Like you're trying to say these characters have this reaction to them doing yeah. whichever part we're reacting to right now. Right. But it's not. It's not those characters. Like no one. No one would do that, right? right? Because you've made everything so ridiculous in trying to update it from the 50s version yeah. of it. Or that's, whatever. That's it. That now no one can react to it because no one would do what right. you have to have them do. And, you know, the way she acts at parties, yeah. the way she acts when they're at home, like it is really uh, some weird adult equivalent of, you know, there are, there are four 17-year-old girls in a bedroom. Oh, okay. So they're jumping on the bed, right. having a pillow fight in their underwear. I mean, it's like, right. that's not how people right. act. Right. And so much of this movie feels like, anyway, right? Yeah. Someone who's never been at a dinner party. Yeah. I mean, someone who, <laughs> right. you know, doesn't have a large group of friends because yeah. now we have to figure out how, how do large groups of friends interact with each other? What uh -huh. happens at a party? Right. Not, not this, this not right. this at all. And that's part of, I mean, I'm, I don't know what else I could say at this point, even though we're close, but that is maybe the mistake of the translation or the adaptation, which is in the 50s, you probably didn't go to clubs. They wouldn't go to dinner parties with friends. They would go to a club right. and she'd pick up a stranger right. or they would meet somebody there that was a frequent of the club. And maybe Ben would drive them home while they're in the back seat. <laughs> right. You know, maybe that's what would happen. But again, the source material isn't going to clubs. It's dinner parties and work, you know, right. and home. Like, because that's what the 50s were. So maybe maybe there's a bit too, uh, too much devotion to keeping the book in the film. But... Man, or right. or, or I mean, how or how things happen, and it is weird too because I I would be interested to know because it's kind of weird in this uh, group that they have. It's obvious obviously when we go to the, like the second party, there's really like a lot of people there, yeah. <clears throat> um, but it seems like we pretty well know most people or whatever. Yeah. But it does. It, it is really weird that every guy, yeah, gets like all brought into the circleness. Yeah, so much right. or whatever, or is plucked from the circleness, or you know, she goes from one guy to the next, but then the next guy, then now we got to bring him to the next party, or you know, whatever it is that's going on. Like, yeah. like, are we at some spiraling out of control stage right. now? Right. <laughs> now that we've got, you know, who knows what's going on? But uh, it is like the weirdest amount of fake, but uh, but still. I, I just can't help thinking if you had, uh, you know, everyone involved with making Carol. Yeah. Like, make this. Like, just don't make it now. Right. Just make, make it like right then. Carol. Right. Or, uh, or, or, you know, most of the, most even, of the movies Mr. Ripley is, that are really good, yeah. you know, put it back in the 60s right. and make that movie and right. make that story. You don't have to make it the 2022 version, yeah. especially if you have no idea how to. You know, right. just admit you have no idea how to. Have Let somebody else read it and go, what dinner parties do you go to? Right, like, or come through with a red <laughs> pen and go, okay, I see why you want it now because of cell phones, but let's just get rid of this. Right, right. Like, because you don't need the machinations of what you're trying to tether it to because it's holding everything else back. Yeah. Man, what a <laughs> what a dump of a film. And you know the the worst oh, the worst part 
Uh, and now everyone's going to wonder why I gave it three and a half. Um, but yeah, you loved the, it twice as much as I did. There, there were there were some there were no, some but there, okay, there are some fun are, things. There yeah. are some positive nope. things. But I, I also have to say this: you know, you've got nine and a half weeks, Fatal Attraction, yeah. indecent proposal guy, and really, it's so boring. Yeah. Like you're right. watching it and it's just like, okay, well, whatever. I mean, it's like if, you know, I don't know, we look at her walk with a guy some more mm-hmm. so that Ben, as we can see Ben Affleck seething behind right. his. There was a time when Adrian Lynn was the right guy at the right moment in the zeitgeist, right? I mean, he was doing these films where. But, you know, again, taught sexual thrillers, but Flashdance isn't even a thriller. It's just a an interesting story at a time of sort of feminine empowerment and revolution, really, in a, in a strange way. Watching him try to recreate something now is like, no offense to anybody, maybe this isn't going to land as well as I think it is, but it's like trying to watch Madonna show her bra in a video today. Right. Like, I get it. 40 years ago, this was incredible revolutionary behavior but it's 40 years later and (laughs) what are you doing right you know the tricks aren't always the tricks but sometimes they're just beholden to the time they were in he he made some interesting stuff and it was around the time that sex was being discussed and shown in a very different way suddenly well and it's like if you take nine and a half weeks and show it to somebody now it's like it's pale right right that's on pbs like Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. I can see somebody in a room with they had the script and someone was batting around and they're like, hey, is Adrian Lynn still making movies? <laughs> Google him. Is he alive? Yeah. I haven't seen him in 20 years. You know, and they're like, yeah, I'm like, send it to him. Yeah. And he's just like, ah, I could use a new boathouse. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's weird. So uh, this one is on uh, Hulu. Yeah. And uh, I would say don't bother with it. I would skip this. Uh, next week, we'll have um, Crazy Lost City. Lost City. And uh, I'm hoping that we're going to have like a pretty decent preview of a whole bunch of stuff uh, coming up because, like I said, once we get past next week, yeah, then we do oh, kind clear. we do kind of have a yeah. couple of solid months Good. of stuff, in- including theatrical and yeah. on streaming. Yeah. And so I think next week I'm going to try to run through just like give a forecast, you know, quick, yeah, make right. sure you don't miss this or whatever. Plus we'll have the Oscars. Well, yeah, hooray for the Oscar. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, yeah. and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.